Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer, and today we are here with my my wonderful, wonderful mentor, Barbara Lowry, DSH, CCH, and she is, uh, oh my gosh, she's like the best teacher in the whole world. She's good and kind and smart, <laughs> and I met her at, we, we recently interviewed Dinesh. I don't know which, which podcast is going to come up first here, either or, but um, I met Barbara at Dinesh's seminar back in, I think, the spring of 2011. And she was sitting behind me and she was just typing away. She was literally typing the transcript of every case as it was being given. And afterwards, I got to meet her and I was like, oh my gosh, this brilliant woman. And then for whatever reason, God is so good. He um, brought her into my life. And she, like I said, is one of the best teachers I ever met. And she's a, an amazing homeopath. So without further ado, Barbara, thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> I can't think of a nicer introduction from a nicer person. Thank you. So oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> and one of the things that struck me so about you is that you, you had just become recently you had only been a homeopath for four or five years when I first met you and you were already I I can remember you sitting there and you were able to get all these wonderful cases that Dinesh was presenting and you then you told me your story how you became a homeopath why don't you share with our audience um, your amazing story there well actually it wasn't actually four or five years because if that was 2011 when we met um it I had been practicing since I was in supervised practice in school four-year program and that was in 2008 i graduated from homeopathy school in 2009 oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) um uh yeah Uh, so nice to be here thank you sue i really appreciate the invitation to to talk with you um oh you're so sweet um i got into homeopathy when uh our son uh was uh very little I think he was probably about four years old and he was having chronic ear infections. And um, I couldn't figure out why it was like, it was an epidemic. You know, we were living in New Jersey in Montclair, New Jersey, and um, everybody seemed to have, everybody's kid had ear infections. I never had ear infections when I was a kid. Um, so, I, you know, you take them to the the doctor and uh, the, the pediatrician just keeps writing, you know, prescriptions for antibiotics and uh, over and over and over again. And I knew it was not helping, and but I needed to figure out a way. And to this day, I still don't remember who told me about homeopathy, but she recommended I take him to a homeopath. I found a homeopath locally and took him and she talked to me and she talked to him. And then she gave me a remedy. And honestly, I think it was Nat Muir. And um, I gave him the remedy. He only took it once. And um, and then he, he had a after that, I was about uh, maybe a day later, he started to have the beginning of a, oh, my ear hurts. And then it just went away and oh it came back. He never had another ear infection. And I thought, wow, this is really something. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so that, that was, it was, uh, I can't remember what the year was, uh, but a few years, it was about in the early nineties, uh, was probably, probably late eighties, I think. And then in, uh, the early night in the nineties, 
um, I, I was dabbling with uh, thinking about, about homeopathy. And then I took a, um, a, a weekend workshop, two-day workshop for lay prescribing. And, uh, and that's why I got my Borky, my book Borky. Okay. Um, the material, Kent's Repertory and, uh, and Borky's Materia Medica and then a kit. And then I got to practice on my own. And uh, it was um, uh, Jane Cachetti. You may know her name. She wrote a book on dreams, homeopathy. Okay. Um, she was the first homeopath that, uh, that and, and she was the one that gave shot in Montclair. So after that, um, no, sorry, it wasn't Montclair. Yes, it was Montclair. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, then um, I practiced on my husband. He had uh, torn his Achilles tendon or pulled it, and it, he was hobbling for like six months. Now oh I had to the workshop, and I thought, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help, I'm gonna help my husband. So <laughs> I, looked up, I looked up the symptoms and uh, gave him the remedy. And uh, within seconds, he said he could feel, this is the first homeopathic remedy he had ever taken. Um, he could feel a bubbling sensation <gasps> in that area on his heel. And then all of a sudden, within 15 seconds, he was walking again. And he <gasps> fine from that point forward. When you have something like that happen, <laughs> you, you think, oh, okay, I want to do this. And it took me maybe a few years. It was 2005. I was working full-time with my husband and his business. And we were living in uh, Mountain Lakes, New Jersey at that point. And I just looked out the window one day and I thought, I want to go to homeopathy school. This is what I really want to do. It just really, it hooked. I was hooked. And uh, the first person I told was my husband who walked through the door. And I said, I want to go to homeopathy school. And he said, how much is that going to cost? Oh, Wow. <laughs> And it did not break the bank. And um, that's how I got started into going to homeopathy school. I went to a four-year program, School of Homeopathy, New York. Uh, the director, co-director of the school was Joanna Daly. And Joe Daly is like one of the best teachers ever. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we were the last graduating class in 2009. Um, they closed the school because, oh. uh, because um, they had been open for like nine years. It was based on the same curriculum as the School of Homeopathy, Devon, England, where Joanne, Joe Daly graduated. Oh. The same curriculum, Misha Norland's uh, curriculum. Okay. It was really, really good. And in fact, if anybody is interested in doing that program, you can do it from afar. You can do it online um, through um, homeopathyschool.com. I think it is homeopathy.org, okay. but .com. And that's the home school of homeopathy, Devon, England. And they offered two-year programs, lay programs for practitioner programs. And it's the best curriculum ever. So I highly recommend. Wow. And uh, anyway, so the school closed because um, uh, in New York state, uh, you, you, it's not legal. Um, you're flying under the radar and you, they couldn't advertise for clinic clients. Uh, and oh. so drawing over the four years, they were drawing from our family members, the students, family members and friends. So by the time we got to supervise practice, it's like, who was left for us to practice on? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it made it a little bit difficult and dicey. Oh. So, um, they had to close, but, uh, that's okay. 
I'm, I'm um, happy I got I got yep. in the wire. That's great. I I know you've told me about the the homeopathy school of homeopathy, and we've tried to get them to interview with us, but I think we're losing connection somewhere in the communication. I don't know, you know exactly, but Joy keeps trying to contact them. So yeah, I'm glad that you've put this um, information out there because then people can personally try to contact them because we do have so many members in our um, our members forum that they just they want to go back to home. They want to go to homeopathy homeopathy school and so that's wonderful because we need more homeopaths there's just it's you can only take a homeopath can only take so many clients and there's a lot of sick people out there so yeah we need many many more true absolutely and, true i agree yeah. so i'm so wonderful that you had that that life-changing experience there and and now you're a homeopath and you've been helping so many people for the last however many years i don't know <laughs> I'm starting yeah. to lose track. <laughs> yeah, I, I have too. I think it's 12 or 13 years now. Wow, that's amazing. Which isn't that's... that long, actually. I went. To no, a... it isn't. But the number of people that you've helped is is um, astronomical. Because, like I said, you you helped me. If it wouldn't have been for you and your, um, well, I was only interested in being a layperson. I really had no um, interest in, you know, getting certified. But then Paola Brown came into the picture and she's like, Sue, you have to get certified. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, okay, I'll contact Barbara and see how we go about this. But it was a process. But I thank you so much because you did make me keep good records. You did make me prove my cases. You stuck with me through thick and thin and <laughs> and you taught me so much. I, I thank you so much for all of that. I really do. So one of the things that we were talking about earlier and, and you were saying how, how homeopathy is evolving from where you started to, to different things you see today. Um, and, I, and I see it as well. Um, even interviewing like uh, Dr. Isaac Golden, you know, and he, uh, he had come on and, you know, and he's been working with Cuba and um, all these different years for statistics and homeopathy and versus, you know, vaccinations. And so there's just a whole culmination of um, information that's coming to, I feel like it's coming to a head. And, um, you know, and the interesting thing also that you talked about was how, each homeopath brings in their own personality into case taking or, you know, and things like that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you see in your practice? Because you have, you're, you just about the country and you take classes all over the world continuously because whenever I do have the opportunity to take a class, I always see you there. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um... We never stop learning. <laughs> yeah, my, my husband kids me because he said he, I, I've turned going into uh, seminars and taking homeopathic webinars into um, like a, a, a life goal. Yeah. Um, because I, it's like that's my life practice doing that but it's exciting because you just you just never get tired of hearing more and learning more and it's just like you, you don't ever feel like you're you can stop because it's just like I said it's just so exciting to hear something more that you know is working and really and put is. that little p piece of information in your toolbox for next time <laughs> it, it really it really is and honestly I think the thing that I like about practicing homeopathy, being a practicing homeopath, is that every every new person that you see is an individual unto themselves and completely different from the next person. And you don't know what you're going to get. So that makes it a challenge and it makes it an adventure. Yeah. And, it, uh, and there's so much detective work, but the part that's the best is the aha moments. You know? <laughs> when, when you're taking the case and you realize, I think... I'm on the right track. But and I think I can't remember which homeopath, famous homeopath. Maybe it was Scholten. No, not Scholten. It was um oh God, can't remember his name slips my mind now. But uh 
Anyway, he said, if you think you know what well, that person is talking, if you think you know what the remedy is, write it down on a piece of paper, crunch it up, put it in your mouth and swallow it and forget <laughs> about it because you don't know where it's going until it's the end of the interview. And that's right. And that, that stuck with me too. It's like, you don't know where it's going to go. And God forbid you start interviewing that person because then it's going to go where you think it should go. And that may not be what the, the biggest energetic hot button it really is for that person, but it'll come out if you allow it to right. give it enough time. And it will, like Sakharan said, it will come around. Don't worry. If you think you missed something and you didn't write it down, it's going to come back around if it's meant to come back around. Exactly. So about it and don't get too excited about it. And certainly don't get into it thinking about the remedy. Oh, I got to find the remedy. I got to find the remedy, which we all do. But it's good advice to think, no, no. What you need to do is figure out what the center of that of that case is. And that's what because that's what you want to have to uncover in order to get on the deepest level for matching the vibration. Otherwise, you're just you're just treating the symptoms and that yep. could go anywhere. Oh, I have a fever. I have a sore throat and my nose is running. Yeah, well, good yep. luck finding a remedy with that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So, yep. anyway, yeah, so you mentioned all of the seminars and everything. Yes, I've been to so many seminars and webinars and the, the difference, like you said, I mean, it's like, how has it evolved? It's like before we would go to the seminars and it was easy to do that and nobody was afraid. But then since the uh, the the pandemic, um, people not traveling, everybody started doing webinars, which on the other hand, kind of opened it up to uh, the possibility of spending your time not traveling to places, but to um, to take more international right. webinars that you would never have traveled to Israel, you know, or whatever. And I found that Mikhail Yakir um, uh, is an Israeli uh, homeopath who is just brilliant and brings to the table something completely different um, because it's, well, now we go into, you know, another tangent as far as <laughs> tables and rows and columns, and it isn't just the table of elements, but it's, um, it's, uh, it's now good for plants. And then you have the Joshis in India who go with the, the table for uh, inserting where the animals you know, different animals fit right. on that table and the rows and the columns and the meanings. And that's the that's the involvement, which is interesting, because when I got into it, um, there was a Shulton's book on uh, the uh, periodic table, uh, Homeopathy and the Elements, uh, Jan Shulton. Um, and my understanding, uh, I when I got into it, I started school, homeopathy school in 2005. And uh, Sakharan, Rajan Sankaran in India, and his sensation method had just started a few years prior, a couple years to a few years prior. And we were not allowed to learn that in school. We kind of thought about it because this was like, you know, 300 level where we were at 100 level to learn the philosophy first, of course. Right. And um, we kind of, it was kind of out there, but we didn't know about it and we weren't allowed to touch it yet. So in 2005, um, with the elements of the periodic table, Jan Scholten's book, um, people we understood a couple of years prior at when his book first came out, people got upset. Homeopaths got a little upset about it because he, what he did was uh, to figure out um, based on the mineral and element remedies that were out there and had been proven. He looked at where they were on the periodic table, plugged them in somehow in this magical mind of his, 
that's really brilliant. He figured out the meanings of the, the columns and where people fit and what the essence of the rows are, whether it's, you know, not here on the planet or uh, just a born uh, separation, um, uh, uh, protection, uh, attack and protection and safety, creativity and responsibility in row seven, row six. Um, and then you go to row seven, which is disintegration and saying, and he plugged them in and just from the few that had been proven, I don't know how many at that time, he then figured out a whole summary, uh, essence of the other elements, um, based on uh, the default where right. it lies in that grid. And then he wrote a whole book about it. So homeopaths got very upset about it because they said, these haven't been proven. You know. <laughs> How can you write this? No, this is blasphemy. You know, this is terrible. And, but time, you know, proved him out that actually yeah. it was really accurate. How yeah. he did that, I don't know. He must have downloaded it from God because he was. <laughs> Um, so that that was one of the developments, and then uh, there was a there was a seminar that, um, regardless of what the school told me, I could or couldn't do. Rajan Sakran was going to do it was October, I think, of two thousand and five. I was a first year student in Homeopathy School. I'm pretty sure it was two thousand and five, and it was going to be in Florida. And I signed up, and I paid my money, and, <laughs> and then there was a hurricane. You rebel. <laughs> There was, there was a hurricane and, oh. and there were the state of Florida was saying nobody fly into Florida. I thought, well, I can't go now. Uh-huh. Um, and but they held it anyway. Sakharan, he Dr. Sakharan flew in and there were people, there were famous homeopaths. Roger Morrison was there. There were oh famous homeopaths because everybody wanted to learn about the sensation method. And apparently a word came later that they were hunkered down in one of the you know small ballroom or, you know, ballrooms in this this hotel and it was stuff was flying around outside (laughs) but they they managed to to hold the thing and I ended up getting all the notes and I have them buried somewhere along the line here but it was like people were really hungry for more information about this method on the sensation method Um, now cut to the third and fourth uh year of homeopathy school and uh Joe Daly then became our court are the only core teacher that was she was our teacher and she taught only the sensation method to us oh wow the third and fourth year and at that time um we all were very grateful for that because everyone else out in the world was going to to seminars to try to learn from whoever they could learn from at that time the sensation method when rajan sankaran was really the only one that was teaching it. Um, and anyone who tried to officially teach it, I say anyone, one particular person did a class on the sensation method. And he wrote her a letter and said, you are not allowed to teach this. Only I am. Wow. He didn't want it adulterated. And rightfully so. But then again, he's writing his books and spent, you know, you have to pay $100 to get a book. So, you know, people are proprietary, but I agree with his stance because it was so new that you right. didn't want somebody to go off and be an individual. You got to learn it before you can do your own take on it. Right. Yeah. Like anything like learning grammar. <laughs> right. And, you know, and the thing is, is people talk about, you know, because this is what I, I do talk about to this to my members because they talk about classical homeopathy. Classical homeopathy is one remedy at a time. Yes. You know, they repertize symptoms and they come up with a remedy according to charts and things like that. But, you know, the thing about what I love about Rajan and Jan Shulton and, and Dinesh, 
they bring it to the table. It's just, they bring the language to the table, but they're still repertizing. They, they still have, you know, it's still classical in that sense. It's not, it hasn't washed that out. It's just built upon it. And so, you know, I, and people don't understand that. They're like, well, there's different ways. They says, well, you, you can come to, you know, the decision of giving a particular remedy in many different ways, but it's still classical. So um, yes, I know, like we were talking, I was talking to the midwife and she said that when her mother started using homeopathy, she was using a combination remedy. She goes, I know it's like using a shotgun, but it worked. It got her hooked, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. it is, like you said, it's just the different ways of practicing homeopathy. But anyway, that's, keep going. I'm sorry. That, I didn't that, that's, that's correct. No. And that leads me to the fact that, you know, Sakharan got uh, blasted for the sensation method because, you know, people would say things like, uh, oh, well, somebody mentions that they feel like a dog, so he gives them dog's milk. Well, that's, oh, wow. that really is not it at all. They didn't get it. And, right. uh, but um, he got so much, such a, a backlash from uh, from the homeopathic community as a whole, I think, that it really, it bothered him a lot, understandably. Nobody wants to be attacked. Um, so he, he changed it up a little bit. And instead of sensation um, method, um, it was, um, I, th- I think, well, it was a step beyond that, but it ended up turning into what he called synergy because the synergy um, is, synergy means that you you get the sensation if you can on what that that core sensation is and uh but you also get symptoms so you can reparatize it at the same time and um and do the the classical method and then if it all fits then you really you know you've really nailed it when you have the sensation um where before he was just using the sensation in fact i had a homeopath and uh when we when we lived in in montclair new jersey um a different one from jane cachetti and uh, she had just graduated from Roger Morrison's uh, school. He taught, and uh, maybe still does, I don't know, in California, teaches medical doctors homeopathy. And she was at OBGYN. And uh, I remember meeting with her, and she was newly out of school. And I didn't know, and it was before I attended homeopathy school, before I thought about going. And she said, well, you don't even need to use a repertory anymore because it's the sensation method because Roger Morrison, you know, bought, he was one of his, uh, one of uh, uh, Rajan's uh, disciples. And Oh, um, I see. Yeah. So there was that, but we found out no, not completely. Maybe, I mean, maybe when you're really good at it, right. uh, then you can do that, but it's a little dangerous and it can be a little dicey. I remember I, I ended up with uh, some being given a uh, swan, uh, Cygnus Cygnus, uh, 1M. And uh, I thought, I don't know, that doesn't sound right. Uh, it was because yeah, I was led into, and this is the danger, led into, well, what does it feel like for you? What is uh, uh? I said, well, it, I don't know. It's like swan floating on the water. Oh. And so she gave me swan. And I'll tell you about that. It was about <laughs> a week later, I called her on the phone and I said, I don't know if you know anything about the remedy Cygnus Cygnus. It has a really deep depression. And I was not depressed um, until a week later. And I called her and I said, something is really wrong. I said, all I want to do is go home, go to the drawer in the kitchen, pull out a knife and plunge at my chest. I think we should talk. Can you come (laughs) to the office? (laughs) She said, but first on the way to my office, she said, go to uh, go to Whole Foods and find the section where they have uh, the testers for the essential oils 
find a camphor and just inhale it for about 15 minutes. Wow. <laughs> I did. And, uh, and it really brought me out of it. Right. Uh, so you can, yeah, so that, that's, that's a, that's the downside of using potentially using the sensation method if you, if you're not sure. And so the synergy method was a little bit better. So we went through that phase in my, you know, in the evolution of, uh, of, of homeopathy. Uh, after that, I, I, I went to a lot of, uh, seminars by Dr. Dinesh Shohan, who is our mutual, you know, friend. <laughs> yep. And, He's, he's, I think the most wonderful teacher and the best, the, the best reason that he is a good teacher is that he, in my mind, he's willing to, um, he keeps learning. He isn't set with what he's got. And I don't think any homeopath really is, but he, he really is the quintessential guy when it comes to that because he, he does things because he learns things. And as he learns them, he wants to share it. And before he shares it, he turns it into a structured method to be able right. to teach it. And, um, uh, and I, 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 that that's part of the aha moments, you know, when you go to a seminar and you think, wow, this really resonates with me. He's right on the money. This is really right. smart. And you, you just keep going with that, with that person. And yep. uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think, like I said, um, we both were able to attend his class there and, and well, I, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't able to recognize his brilliance at the time because it was so new for me that, you know, but I responded to his, his kindness, his, his deep, his, his heart is he just, and he, he didn't want to lose any of his students. Do you see his what I mean? His compassion. Exactly. Exactly that. And so that's what really attracted me. And, and I, I knew that I wanted to know more. That's, you know, and then luckily I found you. <laughs> Oh, actually, we kind of found each other. There's we had a you were doing a paper on um, a particular remedy, um, Ursa Sanguis, brown bear blood. You were oh, doing a paper, right? Yeah, and you were talking to a, a young homeopath from Canada, I believe, and and he had similar a similar case, and so yeah, yeah that's that was right. kind of our link. Yeah, but. exactly. It's uh, it's been it's been interesting, and you know, the the longer you practice. Um, the, the more, hopefully the more adept that you get and the more relaxed you become and the more relaxed you become when you're meeting with people, um, the easier it is to be able to things without it passing through your frontal lobe, bypassing your frontal lobe and going straight back to no reasoning in the back of the reptile brain, because you're just <laughs> so nervous, you miss everything, you know, uh-huh. well, I got to get the remedy, got to get the remedy. Um, it's, um, it's phenomenal. Um, yep. But and and the change too now the evolution with this is that we're finding um, I don't know anybody out if anybody out there is familiar with Madeline Evans two volume books on meditative provings but the meditative provings um, I found are really good I have not used a lot of them but I know that I probably should be um, because they I know somehow I mean this is a group of 12, 12 people over in England who basically meditate over substances and they download the essence of it and the the uh, the importance of it and how to use these particular substances and they did two volumes of um of oh my uh, goodness of remedies um and the beauty of these is that spirit or whoever you know it's spirit up there who's giving us this information um that these are the remedies that are according to um the spirit or spirits are for 
the new age. And this is definitely a new age. There's a shift of the axis going on in the world. And things are not the way they used to be. Meaning people no longer have purely organic illnesses anymore. We, we've got environmental junk that creates a problem on a, on a, on a you know, minute-to-minute basis. We've got heavy metals that we're ingesting and we're breathing uh, we, that we can't escape, really. And we've got vaccines that create their own miasms and issues. Exactly. We've got uh, drugs that are pushed on us nonstop. And we take them because we don't want to suffer and we want to be out of pain. And they all create problems. We've got recreational drugs, drugs that, that mess up our ability to, to be able to, um, to, to concentrate or actually have any, any kind of real meaningful relationship with God. I mean, there's exactly. a method with the pineal gland. Um, so the meditative provings are you know, are something to, you know, maybe look into and to research a little bit. Um, and in that as a, as an example of, uh, issues that I've run into, um, one in particular, I thought, wow, you know, it's like, how do you, you have someone come to you as a client, a new client, and you listen to their story and you listen to their symptoms and you, you write all of them down and, and then you start, and then they leave the room you study it in order to figure out the one remedy because that's the way you're taught is classical homeopathy. And the first line of defense in all of the myriad books and, and keep and homeopaths that, that have crossed my path say that the first line of defense is the constitutional remedy, because that's the thing that will hit the core and hopefully on the deepest level, if it's prescribed the right way. And then that will take care of almost everything. But in this day and age, there are some things that it just will not take care of. So that person comes back at for the first follow-up, usually like four weeks in my practice, four weeks after they take the uh, the remedy. And, um, and they'll say, everything is great, except for I still have the shoulder pain. But that will, you know, it's a why, you know, you, you have to ask yourself why. Always ask why. What, what's the underlying cause of the problem? This, this lasted for a couple of months, but to make a long short story very, very short, it just stayed there no matter what. And I said, well, okay, when did it start? When did the shoulder pain start? Well, it was such and such a few years ago. And uh, she said, you know, actually, it started about two weeks after I had a tetanus shot. And I gave her what is called the four by four protocol uh, based on uh, a book by Tun, T-O-N Jansen, J-A-N-S-E-N, Tun Jansen, who is um, in, uh, in I can't remember. Denmark. What it, Denmark, okay. Uh, fighting fire with fire, homeopathic detox therapy. Well, the four by four, four protocol is basically giving four potencies, 3200, uh, 1M and 10M of, uh, of tetanus in this case, and uh, homeopathic tetanus. And uh, it's you take it like over eight weeks and uh, she did it. And, uh, you know, while she was taking her constitutional remedy, the 200 C on Saturdays, and uh, it completely cleared up the shoulder problem. Wow. Like a miasm that was stuck over from that. Exactly. Person, the same thing happened with hip, uh, major hip uh, pain and the constitutional remedy helped her mental, emotional and, and other ways. But the hip pain was always there especially in bed at night. And I said, well, okay, when did it start? Started when they gave her prednisone in the hospital. Oh. So did the four by four with that and that cleared it up. Now, wow, this is the most stunning thing. And this is really good information to tuck away. People who do uh, uh, recreational 
uh, or just take marijuana, okay, marijuana, um, edibles, whatever, on a regular basis. If you do it too long and you do it too much, a lot of people um, have major sleep issues where they try to get off of it and they don't want to do it anymore. But the sleep is so messed up that the only way that they can sleep, nothing helps that they found. The only way they can sleep is by smoking pot before they go to bed. Wow. Um, And so it's a vicious circle at that point. And uh, I had a client who had that problem, gave her, I was lucky enough to get the similimum, get a great constitutional remedy for her. She was better every which way, Um, but her sleep was still awful. And I told her, you cannot smoke marijuana every day anymore. You have to stop because marijuana is going to antidote every remedy. It won't work. And she said, I'll do that. Well, her sleep was still awful, and that lasted for quite a while. Finally, she said, you know what? I'm, I'm better. Constitutional remedy is great, but I still can't sleep. I'm still smoking at night, and, you know, it is what it is. And so, I'm, you know, I'm going to stop seeing you. And I said, that's fine. It was about a year later, and I came to, into some information about the fact that the pineal gland is... Um, is the center where, where your sleep is controlled. And I thought, well, my God, I was, I tried the four by four protocol with, um, uh, can, cannabis indica, right? Marijuana. It didn't work, did not work. Nothing that I tried worked. And I said, let's try pineal gland, the SAR code. Uh, and so I, she took pineal gland. Um, SAR code 3C daily. And within a month, I called her, I got in contact with her. I said, I think I figured something out. Are you still having a problem? She said, yes. I said, you want to try this? She said, absolutely. So she tried it a month later, a month to the day, actually, she texted me and she said, oh my God. She said, I had the best night's sleep ever last night. And uh, no, not last night, a few nights ago. And she said, and it keeps getting, she said, I'm, I'm, I'm much better. And wow. it was really great. So if you look at chat rooms um, on, you know, marijuana users and they say they cannot sleep and nothing that they've tried helps, this will will probably maybe hopefully help them like it helped. Oh, my her. goodness. That in your back pocket. If you're. Yes. Especially now that marijuana has been legalized in states. And- I know. I just I still can't figure out. I still can't understand that. I, I can't either. I don't know how they can justify that. I just I just don't understand it. Uh, it, it blows me away. Because apparently in Colorado, I have a client in Colorado and I have one in, in Nevada and they both say it's legal there and there are people all over the streets high, high all the time. Oh my gosh. It's crazy, but hey. I, you- I think there's like 18 states now where it's legal. It's legal in Minnesota now too. It's, I just, I can't believe it. Um, and I don't know. It, well, yeah. We can get into a political conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't get into a conversation because I know nothing about it or why. I And nobody, I don't know a single person. I don't know how this stuff passes because I don't know a single person that's for it. Not one. Really? For it. Yeah. I just... I just I suppose the druggies down the street would be okay, would want it, but they don't vote. <laughs> we, we, we travel in the wrong circles. <laughs> just I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, that's a conversation for another. Uh, yeah, another. right, right. Yes. But, um, yeah. So I, we, we were talking earlier and I'm either going to have to have you back for a podcast. Or we're going to have to have you do a mini training um, on our members corner because um, because of your work with um, some different types of cancer, especially prostate cancer. And I found your um, some of the things that you know and understand about cancer to be extremely interesting. And, and from a homeopathic perspective, I, 
I, I want to have you back for that. <laughs> so like I said, I, I don't know. I, maybe it'll be on a mini training so we can speak more freely. But um, otherwise, I'll have you back on a podcast too. Because <laughs> okay, I want you to do some trainings on our, on, on our mini training as well. So, But with that, I, I just, I'm just so thrilled that you've been here to, to visit with us. And um, like I said, I can't stress enough to all of our listeners out there that, um, you know, Dr. Barbara here has, has been, well, I wouldn't be a homeopath today if it wasn't for her. I probably would still be prescribing for, you know, just suggesting remedies for my family. And I would never have gone any further because I, um, you know, I was lucky enough to know a few homeopaths, but she's, she's one that took me to where I needed to be too. Um, and then we started the, the podcast homeopathy for mommies, which, uh, apparently when Felice talked me into doing this, I didn't want to, Oh, I'll tell you, I, I bucked the system. And she's like, no, Sue, you, you're so excited about homeopathy. People have to hear your story. And I'm like, Oh, fine. You know? And anyway, so I, I guess it was one of the very first you know, podcast was just a brand new thing. And Felice was ahead of the game with, um, podcasting. I am so thankful today because people will, will thank me. And I'm like, are you kidding? I'm thankful that people are listening because I think, I really think it's going to change the the wave of, you know, healthcare in the home, you know, across the United States. Well, the rest of the world has always been using homeopathy, but they're kind of getting away from it a little bit now too, with the push from pharmaceutical companies, but hopefully this will bring it back again with um, a wave because we have so many people stepping forward and saying, Hey, enough. I want the right to have this natural stuff. And, and I want good doctors like Dr. Lowry to teach it to us. <laughs> so. True. No, don't call me doctor. I'm not a doctor. I just play <laughs> one at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in my, my mind, you're a doctor. You're because you are, you're, you are so well-trained that um, you deserve that title. So well, thank you. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. Very so with that, we will be having you back again soon. And I, I thank you so much again. And to all of our listeners, thank you for being here with us. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.